0: all righty all righty all righty guys thanks for showing up thanks for watching the show we're excited to have you we decided we're going to do things a little different this week we usually pray and then we do the intro so we're going to do the intro first and then we're going to pray so i had this huge costume picked out for today and everything and i was going to do this oh is it a hamburger It, it, it how did you know really No, but I was going to do this whole thing. But since we have Pastor Pete and we have a lot to say to this fine pastor right here, uh, I did a little song that I'm going to sing instead. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Prodigal sons, prodigal sons, here we are. Here we are. Dave, Sean, Tom, and Jason. Dave, Sean, Tom, and Jason. And Pastor Pete, Pastor Pete. There we go. He done. Oh, that was down. great. That was awesome. Yay.
1: That was a good job there. Thanks, my, I, I took the
0: headphones off because yeah. I thought something yeah. fell. I got a little close to the mic. My apologies. <laughs> oh my.
2: Whew oh that was so good yeah so now uh uh, oh
3: listen to pete that was so good you're my love of my life
2: Tommy. well i mean that's what it means in french right frere jacques i mean nobody knows what that is so i mean you just translated it
0: i just translated it yeah that's the english translation word to word (laughs) leave
3: it to my mom to like kiss butts because she says
4: yeah you know
0: Uh, oh my wife says oh no anyway pastor Pete, would you like to pray us in
2: all right. Yeah. So they asked me to pray. So let's, let's pray. I got, I've got my, uh, my background locked and loaded for this. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Feeling reverent. Let's pray. Dear God, you revealed yourself as father. Uh, that goes uh, first step of many in saying that you, for some reason love us very much and love us to great lengths. And so uh, we're just grateful for that. Uh, we hardly consider ourselves uh, worthy of that. Uh, but uh, as we spend some time together, uh, may, you know, reality come out. Maybe not get lost in, you know, in our heads, spiritual things, but be real uh, for people, you know, so uh, folks can you know, work on their walk and their relationship with you. Uh, it says in your word, it says, uh, pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. That's saints. Uh, in greek to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of god Lord, that's what we want we want it in jesus name amen amen Amen. see when i pray i don't bring up greek that's why we (laughs) ask when pastor pete's on that's why he's got to pray because he, he he says like greek stuff well, I said it for a reason, and it's, it's really kind of funny because there's a word there, that, that, that word saints. Rooted, you know, have power with all the saints. This is the funny thing. I think it's, start, it's great to start the show with a joke because uh, the, the joke is that God, or in his word, Paul in his word, is, is referring to you guys as saints.
4: <laughs>
2: Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen.
1: Isn't that funny? Hallelujah. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny.
3: Look at short, raise it up. Well,
1: it's,
4: I was,
1: it's funny you say that. I was, in, in Matthew, I was reading this morning, and that's one thing that caught me. I, I always forget about it when he, when he calls the, the brood of vipers the people who try to be holy. <laughs> so it, we're not the brood of vipers, apparently, because we're, we're not trying to be holy. <laughs> at least not the traditional sense, anyway.
3: Aunt Bonnie, oh, wow. <laughs> what? And Bonnie's saying, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come
2: uh, on. It's bound to get worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's still early. It's only, it's, it's real early. It's like 10 uh, after. can only go downhill from here.
1: Well, I guess if we've done the intro and we've done the prayer and we did a little music, I guess it's time for the news. What do you think, Tom?
0: I think it's a uh, great idea. Let's do it. Uh, Pastor All right. Pete? Oh, yeah.
1: Let's, let's throw it over to our uh, new correspondent, Pastor Pete, for the Evening Nightly News. What, what's going on in the world today, Pastor Pete? <laughs>
2: oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of things. A lot of so things. many
1: things. Why don't you just pick a couple and, and tell us?
2: Ugh. Man, I can't think of anything to come up with that wouldn't just start a political fight. There's political fights.
1: What do, you, do, you put product, do you put product in your hair?
2: No, no, I don't. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a puffy, puffy sheepdog head. I was
1: going to say, maybe you could do a commercial. I
2: know, that, I know, I, I saw where you were going. I liked it, I liked it,
0: mm. I liked it.
1: Why do you have a heart
2: Well, you know, all right, fine. You know, I'll, I'll put it right. out there, because it's probably a bad idea. But the one news story that I, I watched today, it was oh, I, I got on the BBC. It, it, did you see this? It happened in Central Park.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, the, the woman is, is walking her dog in the park. Oh, no. And it's, it's a racist story.
4: Oh, great. So oh,
2: it, it, made, it made, you know, the news and stuff. And so, I mean, the, the news, it was, so this guy, he's, a, he's an African-American guy, he's a black guy. He asked her to, you know, put a leash on her dog because like, it's like habitat there, like for, uh, you know, so that the dogs don't destroy the habitat for the birds. And so she, uh, she said, no, she's not going to do that. And so he, uh, he's, he started filming her and she got mad that he was filming her. And so she said, if you don't stop filming right now, I'm going to call the police and say that, you know, you threatened my life and my, the life of my dog. Uh, and then she does. She calls the police like on the phone and uh, he's got it all on video. He sounds like the nicest guy you'd ever meet in your whole life. And then like, uh, yeah, so yeah, that's that's in the news. That's in the news. Oh, man. Not I mean, really. Great.
4: Wow. Usually I
3: we go were, something
1: a little bit lighter.
3: You were getting Betty going. I knew it. because yeah. Betty, Betty already posted earlier about this. He he got murdered. No, no. It's a different guy. Yeah, a different guy. That was, oh. this, is,
2: this is a bit lighthearted. Just a little lighthearted racism. Oh, she's already oh, on this, about
0: it. Yeah, let's – well, uh, well, well, I guess you know, we we'll
2: won't be but, asking well, him that again. Well, good job, and, good job, and, Sean. Well, thank
0: you <laughs> that's for that's joining what happens everybody. when you ask a
2: pastor. He, you know, do you ever watch the SNL episodes with the down, you know, the Debbie Downer? Like, you got to end it with a good wah 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 wah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, moving on.
1: <laughs> thanks for joining us for another episode of Prodigal Sons. <laughs> this is uh, our our, so our 50 ninth 50 and miles. last show.
3: We're supposed to go into the studio, but the pastor just screwed us out of the studio. And yeah, Pastor Pete.
1: <laughs> well, we made it nine episodes without racism. Uh,
3: oh, and uh, <laughs> here we go. It was a heck of a run. Was, oh, we did man, our best. You've got everybody going. My Aunt Bonnie's on this one now. Oh, man. I don't think we can let this. Oh, geez, Pete. All right. Uh, where do we go with Tom now?
1: Well, apparently we're supposed to. We're going to we're gonna play a game now. And... Oh, drag
3: the dog around. <laughs>
1: Jesus, guys. Wow. We're off the rails. We made it We made it. eight minutes into this episode. We are oh, off the rails. Oh,
5: my <laughs> goodness.
1: Like, my right, no, you we know did, what? We, we, didn't, we have to to
5: repeat though.
1: While we're upset, I got a question. I got uh, a
5: question. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> I,
1: I got something that I need to get off my chest. I've been dragging this around for a long time. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've been carrying this burden for a long time and I really think it's time to clear the air and find out something I've been wanting to know for a long time. Pastor, you have an extraneous E on the end of your name. Yeah. Why?
2: Uh, You know, if, if it were less than your that. Your
1: name is Clark with an E or without an E. Why do you need to do the extra E? I would have, first of all, sheer laziness. I would have given that up years ago.
2: Yeah, I'm passionate about it though. It needs to stay. Why? I don't know Why? Uh, I, I know if it wasn't there, I'd be like a candy bar, and I'm not that sweet.
4: Uh,
1: wow! I think just by saying that, you to know, disprove. <laughs> uh, anyway, there, there's old Buttercup up showing. there. There's
3: old Buttercup Tom sitting there laughing at Pastor Pete because he's so cool with his answers. You like right. the Clark You like a Clark bar don't you Tom
0: That's a laugh of sarcasm my brother <laughs> <laughs> Which which one is the Clark bar
1: is that the chocolate caramel You know drink? I
2: don't even know I don't like the candy bar I've had it before I don't like the Clark bar I like Clark Gregory Clark Gregory is better than the Clark bar but he's different than Pete Clark Oh, I, that's an important thing.
1: There was a Clark Gregory sighting earlier today. I saw one crossing the
2: street. <laughs> you almost ran him over with you. Almost with ran your him
1: over. <laughs> 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 all right. Sean, can you get us into something uh, Yeah
2: what, Yeah, let's move it
5: on to Would You Rather? Let's go with that. I think Uh-oh. this uh Would you, you rather right. not have started this way? Here we go. Mm-hmm. I, I would have <laughs> rather this had not gone the way it went so far. <laughs> um <laughs> Would you rather <laughs> Be in prison for over two years or be swallowed by a whale. Swallowed,
0: swallowed by, a by a what? A whale. A whale. like I he said Jonah. Whale. Jonah style. I
1: thought he said
0: whale.
2: Whale. Whale.
0: Do we whale. inside the whale or do we die when he swallows us? Do do no. We Stop wheel. overthinking him. It's, it's not Scott that.
2: It's in New England. He, he can pronounce it it's, however he wants it's to. It's the New Englander wheel. It's a W H A I L.
3: You threw
1: me off. What was the first one?
3: jail in two years
1: jail or swallowed by a whale. <laughs> jail for two years or swallowed by a whale
3: whale well. <laughs> swallowed by a whale i'm taking
1: why not let's do the whale thing
2: well i think you jail could really sell the a, long time. With a whale i think you get out of a whale's mouth that story sells really well
0: yeah it, that's a big if right there
2: it works for jonah I, i'm <laughs> going with the whale
1: is
0: there any guarantee you're going to live through it, though? No. There we the go.
1: Thing. Overthinking it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't think I'm that's gonna, overthinking it. I'm taking my ministry to jail for two years.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I'm going with Tom. Woo! Going, going to go preach the gospel at the jail. Uh, I, I got to go Tom. with you.
5: That's what I was thinking, too, Tom. I think if I yeah, got to go. too
0: late. Oh, yeah, you didn't answer yet.
5: I didn't answer yet. <laughs> So I'm, I'm wow. going home. I'm going home. I'm done with you guys. Good today. It's a night. I'm done. I'm done. Pastor going home.
0: Pete's got us all on edge right now.
5: <laughs>
3: he got you on edge. I don't know.
5: You all guys right.
0: Got... Well, here we go. All
5: right. All right. Come on. Next question. Next question. Would you rather watch Lazarus be raised from the dead? Yep. Or eat with Jesus at the Last Supper?
0: Oh. Oh, that's not. That's that's. What do you mean? oh?
1: No, because I said yes to the first one, and then
3: the oh, second yeah, one was really good, too. you can't
1: really change good, your too. mind now. Yeah, you can't no, take it back.
2: know what? I'm going with Lazarus raised from the dead. I'm going with Lazarus. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Jesus because that's what you do whenever you have the option. Uh, yeah, but I, I tell you um, – Yeah, he was
4: there with Lazarus, too. I'd be too. so
2: intimidated. I'd be so intimidated. I'd have no idea what, what – you know, I just – he could see right through me. You hear what Sean
4: said? Yeah. Uh, as yeah. much of a
2: relationship as I built over the years, I, that, 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 the whole idea of it is like, but yeah, you're-
0: do the Yeah, so I know, hands, hands down to Jesus. Yeah,
2: hands down. I mean, it's not
0: even a choice. But Jesus raised Lazarus, so you're yeah, there he's, with him. He's there in both
5: situations, just in case you guys forgot the story.
0: Yeah. He's there, <laughs> yeah, he's but there. in the, the, in the, in the, in the non Lazarus story, I become to get to build my relationship with him and not just watch him do a miracle. I'm going to re- live the rest of my life with him in eternity so I can see it all. We got to build our relationship yeah. with him in here. Actually, Wait. that brings me to a quote. Hold on. I got a quote. Oh,
1: gosh.
0: There we go. This
1: is, this so, quote listen, I made
0: up. You won't be so, able to Google this quote. Hold man. on. I got a quick
1: quote. So,
5: listen, I'm just saying I'm watching the comments and everybody wants to eat with Jesus. I'm, I'm with you. I just want to give Pete a hard time.
1: But- Sean, let me say. What? Here's the deal. You watch Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. And then you go, hey Jesus, how about a snack? And then you've eaten with him, and you watch them raise Lazarus from the dead.
0: Yeah, you know, I didn't think of that, Dave. That's a pretty important fact, right there. You Wait, uh... what did he say? I was reading comments. Well,
1: all <laughs> you got to do is bring a snack to the Lazarus raising, and you've eaten with Jesus, and you got to watch him raise somebody from the dead.
0: Did you talk to him? Did you talk to him? Did you get to talk to him while he was was he was uh, t- performing the miracle? Because in another illustration, you get to talk to him.
3: Here we go. <laughs> Bro, you a lot of it's other just people. a question. We got beat up Trust Hill, me. Pete. You'll hear me. Listen, we got <laughs> listen, we, we beat up on Pete tonight. Stop right. to thinking these. All
5: right.
2: Oh, I'm ready for you. You just try it. All
5: right. Come on. I got three more questions to get through here. I'm ready to get beat up on. All right. Yeah, so would you rather anoint Jesus' head with oil or wash his feet with your tears? I'll
0: go first on this one. Because, again, it's not a choice for me. I would rather wash his feet with my tears.
3: I'm going to yeah. say that I, I have so much faith in him. I've already washed his feet with my tears because I know he's with me every time I cry. I've been crying a lot lately, and I'm crying for, like, my dad right now. I know that he's with me. So my tears are washing his feet right now.
4: All
1: right. Yeah, I didn't expect that answer.
5: That's a good one, Jay. I like that.
1: I'm going to go with washing the feet just because I don't think that I, you know, I think that's the position that I would be. I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I would be able to anoint him with oil. That, that'd I feel weird.
0: I'm either going to wash his feet with my tears or I'm going to have my tears all over his face while I'm anointing it. Either way, I'm crying when I'm with Jesus. So I'd rather do it on his feet and wash his feet.
2: All right, did Pete, answer that. Did no, answer brother, that? Pete, yeah. Pete, I'm dude. just going with. I'm going with Jason. I'm sticking up for Jason. <laughs>
1: it's not going to help you. Wait, what <laughs> did, did Jason throw you under,
0: him under him
5: the bus? Later. No, Jay said that he already washed Jesus' feet. With
0: yeah, his so hairs. he's picking anointing.
2: Yeah, okay. You know, John the Baptist had to do that. He had to baptize Jesus. Think of that; That's humbling. Yeah,
1: it's
2: humbling. Shut his mouth and just. He do tried it. to fight it too. All, All right. Man. That's what's going to blow our minds about Jesus, his humility.
5: Absolutely. So, two more. Would you rather help
0: rebuild the temple or help the early church grow? Ooh! That's another easy one. Church grow. Easy. I'm going with church.
3: Yeah. The
0: first one was was build
1: the temple.
5: Help rebuild the temple or help the early church grow?
0: Help, Help rebuild the temple for me 100%. They didn't like, want me in the early days building the church. <laughs> we don't want you building a temple now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, I could carry stuff.
1: I'm gonna go and help the early church grow. I think.
3: You really don't want me to get biblical in this, like, because if you really watch, if you're helping the, if you help, if raising the temple, you're raising Jesus. So you're helping the early church grow at the same time. Yeah, Sean's, get,
1: Sean's about to smack the back, back of the head. <laughs> if, you,
3: if you get theological, which okay. we don't want to do. Listen, you can go however you want with it. I'm all right with it. I want to hear everybody's answers. I mean, you got to help to t- grow the temple. Like, you know, everybody didn't understand what Jesus said. Raise this temple in three days. You know, but yet at the same time we could grow the church. So that's like you're – it's kind of a two-in-one, I think.
5: DC saying you're okay. I, I, I No, I, I, can, I can
0: understand that. Claire said the same thing. Rebuilding the temple is a metaphor for the new church. Listen, I, I'm down with it. My thing is, when I asked if, 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 if when you go into the whale's belly, you die or you don't die, you yelled at me and said that we don't have time to overanalyze anything. And now Jason said something, and you're. I said with it real it. quick, though. So, I, I said just, it real I, quick. You I'm answered. I'm feeling a little favoritism towards Jason right now. That's all I'm saying. Jason Listen. has
1: never said anything
0: real quick in his entire life.
5: Yeah, but Jason I, had a
1: point. I you
0: were just asking
5: a question. That. You were asking a question that we know the story of Jonah, so you know. Implied,
3: I think he forgot to make it.
5: He did forget Job. I just watched the uh, the episode where we, he played the doctor, and he did forget who Job was, so it was that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mason does start quick. All right, so here's the <laughs> <laughs> I take forever to end, end All there. right, so here's the here's the would you rather of the night, and this one is gonna this one is the one that's gonna kick us all in the crop. Would you rather betray Jesus or deny Jesus?
3: Yeah. Betray Jesus. Betray him. Wow.
1: How'd you get there so quick, Jason?
3: Because I believe one Got thing, plans. I'm really, I'm I I I've, I've said this lately. I've told to a couple of people about it and I even told to my aunt and uncle. I have an issue of I believe if it wasn't for Judas betraying Jesus, we wouldn't be where we are. And I know I could hurt a lot of people in this, but I believe 100% I'm going to see Judas in heaven because if it wasn't for him setting up everything that Jesus Jesus set it up. God set all of it up. Judas betrayed him to get where you are and I think he's going to be one that I mean he heard him, he realized it later and whatever's in the Bible. Remember that's always a story. Remember that Adam and Eve. Um that's just a story. Uh but I believe Judas betraying is yeah, I'm going to betray.
0: Um I'm, I'm, I'm also going to join Jason and go with betray, because one, I never want to deny Jesus. And, and two, in a sense, in a sense, we all betray Jesus on a daily. If you want to get technical about all this technicality, right? So we all betray Jesus on a daily. So it's not even a question because the answers are already given. So I don't understand why you asked it.
2: Oh, you're very defensive with that answer. So. <laughs> Why did you even? I'm ask in school that? now. <laughs> <clears throat> it's funny. I, I listened to that sermon my whole life, you know, about Jesus, uh, Peter denying Jesus, and I always felt massively guilty because I mean, come on, that story has my name in it. <laughs> so I was always like, I just felt sat there thinking, yeah. like, oh man, I'm going to do it too.
1: There was no extra E, but yeah, huh? I had your name. <laughs>
2: You don't know what his last name
3: was. I got to go with something here. I gotta. Hey, come maybe on. it was I'm Galilee. A, <laughs> I'm reading the comments. Claire come at it as uh, you know, Judas didn't know the outcome. You know what, though? I don't know the outcome of my life, but I know that I have faith in Jesus. And some reason, maybe, maybe Judas knew something, that he had enough faith, even though he questioned it, even though he betrayed. Some reason in there. I've done a lot of things in my life. And I know that God brought me back and made me
2: realize that that is
3: the answer, the one and only. Well,
1: did, Pastor, did you actually answer that question?
2: I'm just going to go with the other one because I, yeah, I'm going with the Judas thing. But, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a good idea, though, because, uh, you know, Jesus does make that statement, which is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Remember the statement he makes in the Bible about Judas? He says it would yeah. be better for him if he'd never been born
1: that's that's why that's that's specifically that's specifically why i'm going the other way because Ah. i think the the, i I look at the outcome peter came back to have a a fantastic ministry and a fantastic testimony even though he had a weak moment judas didn't end that well i think it was hanging upside down and you know so
0: just 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 a horrible horrible question sean horrible
1: yeah, that's a pretty good question. It was a pretty horrible choice, but it was a
0: pretty good question. <laughs> Trying
5: to make y'all think—that's all. What's I, your answer?
1: Yeah. What's your answer?
5: Me, I'm a, I'm a denier. Huh? I'm a denier. I'm a Peter.
4: Yeah.
3: And see, Peter was also given three, op- three chances to. Once he saw Christ, he was uh, when Jesus Christ came back, he was questioned three more times to, and allowed to repent back those three times. Jesus gave him that chance when he came back to life at the resurrection, he gave him three more chances. Do you believe in me? Do you believe in me? And he did. So he actually got to repent of that. And that's what I think we do. So.
1: Let me ask a question. Go ahead. Cause this got real serious real quick.
0: Well, I mean, cause, cause both, both sides have really strong arguments.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's an easy one to answer. Let me give you an easy one that is easy to answer. So yesterday was Memorial Day, and had this been a uh, uh, any other year, we would have had some cookouts and that sort. Any 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 guys any guys had a cookout yesterday? A little bit, a little bit. So, would you rather hot dog, hamburger, or grilled chicken?
0: Hamburger, hot dog. Would it be cheeseburger or just hamburger?
1: Whatever you want. Yeah, it's a burger. You can put whatever you want on it.
0: I'm going cheeseburger. I'm going with the grilled chicken because I love to cook chicken.
1: See, here's my thing, though. You can have chicken like any other night for a cookout.
3: Not the way I cook.
1: <laughs> I heard that on the radio the other day.
0: So what? What's your answer?
1: Probably grilled chicken. I don't eat the other two.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I See, do you do a hard time for it, but I could, I could do some like veggie, veggie burger. i do some veggie burger.
4: But.
3: All right, let's get to beat and Pete.
1: All right, I got some quick questions because I want to play a little get to know you. By the way, this is Pastor Peter Clark—I don't know if we actually formally introduced him.
2: Yeah, I'm that guy that they're always talking about every week. They talk to me so fondly, so I'm expecting well. Course, now, the I problem always... is, you know, I'm 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 on the show, so I'm not sure who's watching it this week.
1: <laughs> well, I have I have some get to know you questions. Okay, uh, if and we just we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on each one. We can just kind of shoot through them. Uh, what's your favorite movie?
2: Princess Bride. Yeah, it got, it was, you know, that thunder, <laughs> that thunder happened last week. I remember cool. when, uh, when the internet came out and, uh, and you could download the whole script. I downloaded the whole 33 page script, you know, text-based and I remember it. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: cool. That's cool. If no calories were to be recorded, what is a food you would eat every single day?
2: I just eat whatever I want all the time.
1: Yeah, pick one. What's what? What pops into your head?
2: Tasty Claire pie. Oh,
1: oh. okay. <laughs> what do you do for fun?
2: It has butter in it. Like one of the ingredients on the package is butter.
1: It's oh. awesome. <laughs> what do you do for fun?
2: Uh, I, those back there. I play guitar.
0: What's with the harp? In yeah. The what's back with back? the heart back there? Yeah. yeah Leanne's got it's a, a harp, man. Is, that, is that, that a harp
5: or is that a liar?
2: We know she has a heart.
3: She's with you. Uh, uh, oh, oh, Harp.
1: Uh, <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, yeah, of course. Do you collect anything other than like really random, weird, ugly friends?
3: I was just gonna say, <laughs> ugly people like us.
0: Uh, yes. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, he's uh, got
4: get... real. That's it, that's the one uh, got him to yes. leave. Uh,
2: Musical um, uh, there's, a, there's a There's a Native American flute, that's pretty fun. I don't know if I can get it to play right away. So for
1: our listening only audience, Pete has some sort of samurai sword thing in his (laughs) (laughs) hands.
2: There's a French horn over there. I I guess we do instruments. We collect instruments. It's fun. I don't know how to play any of them, but... Funky, yeah.
1: cool look, yeah. Funky, cool-looking instruments that I'm sure you know how to play a lot better than what you let on. Uh,
2: that one, that one behind me, belonged to my dad. That was my dad. Uh, he can't play guitar, but he got one. Uh, it's it's a national, a steel guitar from the 40s. I was wondering about that one. That looks really cool. Back there. it is really cool. It's got a like a on the back. It's got this Hawaiian scene like in the metal. It's really nice. awesome.
3: I love how did- my my aunt post. Uh, he adopts prodigal sons because that's what he does. He absolutely does. He, I, like, yes he does god bless tom because tom's the newest one and he has no clue to all the uh, tom's just learning I, I know you guys don't i haven't maybe haven't seen you know june 9th hopefully i'm gonna be doing my testimony because we're all waiting to get back together but it's just so awesome being around tom and then like a couple times we've talked with dave on zoom maps and just Waiting for these guys because Sean and I have known each other for about a year now, Dave and I about the same, but I know their stuff. But like seeing Tom and Dave and them not knowing each other's stories, like people aren't realizing that this is everybody's waiting for it. You guys don't even know, like, our own prodigal sons don't have a clue yet to the other prodigal sons' stories. This is amazing. So Pete is just sitting here waiting to get beat up, but. The poor guy, like he knows our stories, and these people are all waiting, just like he's waiting. Look, that little itch is.
0: Pastor, pastor, pastor knows a hair more than you guys, mm. but it's a big hair. But it's a hair more than you guys.
2: It's a big hair. Nice. It's a big
0: hair. Nice. But- nice visual. it's yeah. like a
1: Chew- like a Chewbacca hair. Like a Chewbacca hair. <laughs> like, a- like one of those horse hair paint brushes. It's a big hair. <laughs> All right, I got a couple more. What's your
2: favorite vegetable? Well, I'd just say, like, just like, they were just talking. I mean, this whole prodigal son thing is just kind oh, of interesting to me. Pretend like the vegetable
1: is not important. Thank you. It's,
5: yeah,
2: it's no, not. that's right. We'll come back to the vegetables.
1: Nobody cares about
5: the vegetables.
3: Yeah.
2: Come on.
5: Watch Rofo Tales on Sunday if you want vegetables.
2: This is
3: Pete blowing you off, Dave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am well aware of what's
3: going on. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: am well aware. <laughs>
3: Go ahead, Pastor Pete. Thank you for
2: helping me out earlier.
1: Try to bring some <laughs> levity into the situation and see what happens. I'm going to pretend to storm off right now, but really I'm just going to go open the door to let some air in.
2: No, I'm just going is- to bring up another story that really p- pull everybody down. Uh, the whole prodigal son thing is just – I think it's funny because, you know, I'm, the, I'm like the older brother guy. I'm the – and the, you're like the four young guys that are all older than me. I, well, Dave isn't older than me. That's I don't right. think <laughs> Dave's young, but – but uh, what what an interesting thing. I mean, to talk about people's stories, I probably have the most boring spiritual come to Jesus story that there could possibly be. Uh, but, you know. Go um, with it. Yeah, go with it. But lots of experiences. So, like, I, I've just always kind of been a person to say yes to God all the time. And so I have my own stuff to get over, like, you know, duty and uh, jealousy and feeling like what I want is repressed, the sins I never did, I'm never going to do. And so some of those like stuff that they cycle through my my head and whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's just amazing that that God saw fit to use me as a pastor. And for some reason, like me and you guys click. It's like the family's coming together. I just think it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's one of the gifts that God has given us in the church uh, to watch the whole church do that, you know, because we have a lot of different older, younger brothers in the in the whole prodigal story so anyway back to vegetables yeah
1: like click like vegetables
2: yeah
3: uh what, what was the question vegetables? i want to hear a story about how you came to christ though
2: <laughs> days just getting cut out all over the place it's boring dude it's like you know i was for something i'm oh, trying
1: boring. to set you up for something uh, go go let ahead. me do it let dave have okay. his minute let dave have his moment everybody okay. do
5: this
4: yeah
1: except and J- okay, so Sean's telling them to put their hands over their faces. Jason will eat through his own hand to talk. <laughs> I know this guy.
4: <laughs> oh.
1: Now we're back to the important things. What is your favorite vegetable?
2: Uh Brussels sprouts, the way Leanne makes them.
1: Alright, you gotta start answering faster. What's your least favorite vegetable?
2: Uh, peas. Oh terrible peas.
1: Do you like black licorice? No. Who's your least favorite person in the church?
4: Oh.
2: <laughs>
4: uh,
2: yeah, yeah. When you get to my level, you can no longer answer that question. He's, Doesn't mean there's not an answer.
5: He's, he's currently on this broadcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that, that was what I was setting him up for. I was trying to get a quick answer. Uh, Jason like, oh, oh, I didn't
0: mean to. That's what I thought he was going to say.
4: Yeah.
2: A very pastoral answer, though. I like that. I'll take it Yeah, you. I mean, it's, it's sad. But once you become a, a pastor of a church, like you turn into a bit of a politician. and Oh, it's the worst part.
1: Well, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of questions for you. But my, the serious question that I sort of wanted to open up with tonight was, okay, so I've told the story a couple of times from my perspective about Pastor Pete. So Pastor Pete um, was, I was on the church board at the Royer's Forge Church of the Nazarene Board, and we asked Pastor Pete to come in, help us out, and be our pastor. And, And of course, he told us no. He said, no, I'm not gonna do that. And then like, what was it, six months later? Was it about six months later? Yeah. He comes walking in, strolling into a board meeting, and he goes, yeah, okay, I'm in. And that's pretty much, you know, a few details later, he's the pastor of the church. From your perspective, what was that? How, how'd that go down?
2: Didn't I ever tell you that?
1: Uh, if you did, I, I, I threw it out. With so, the vegetables. Uh,
2: you know, when I look back at that, you know, I even think I made the right decision. It's funny. I'm sad about some of the things that happened because I didn't take the job earlier.
4: Mm.
2: So there's some things that like, that I regret, but I don't think, I don't think it was up to me. Um, so when it, you know, and the thing was when it, when I felt the Lord tell me to say, no, it was the sad. I think I even wrote a letter to the board. I said, this is one of the saddest things I've ever written, but I have to decline the offer of of being the pastor of the church. And, uh, the Lord just put something, there was a spirit in the room of like, like there was a group of people in the church that they were like ready to like, Hey, let's give this kid a shot. Let's see what he can do. And, uh, and that attitude just, it was it was wrong to me it wasn't didn't feel right it didn't feel like they wanted me to like be their you know be their spiritual guidance and and like lead them where they you know where a lot of times people don't want to go i mean that's your pastor a lot of times people don't want to do that thing or go that place or change that stuff and so the attitude being like um you know let's see what this kid can do was so then, I won't get into the details of it, but six months later, I mean, they, they had called, the church called a pastor, and it it's not that it went badly, but there was a, a sickness that the pastor got, and the church stuck with him. And when I came back six months later, the attitude had changed in such a way that, it, you know, the, I really felt from the people, it was like, come help be our past, please, will you tell us what to do and how to be?
4: Hmm.
2: And, and to me, I was like, then it, all of a sudden, I was serving. I was serving people, which is what God, you know, really put in my heart to do like serve and support people not to perform. Um, And so then I couldn't say no, especially after watching the church, the family, there's like 80 people in the church who'd stuck with a guy who, you know, he fell into a depression for, for nine months and they paid him for, for really not really receiving anything. And they didn't have to do that. And it was like, man, I want to be part of a family that really sticks wow. by people that like that. I mean, it changed me. I saw something change in, in the church. They were humbled. And in me, I was inspired by, you know, the, the truth. But all of that happened. It had to happen in that scheme or it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have felt right. It wouldn't have been right. That, yeah. That's how I feel And I look back at stuff and reflect and pray.
0: That's a great story, man. It's always God's timing. And at the time, you don't understand it, but it's almost like night and day from your first to your second experience with the church. Yeah. As far as you being needed. Well, I've told
1: that story a couple of times in public to people just, and and the reason for telling the story from my perspective was, I know, and now that I know Pastor Pete, I mean, it's, it's simple to, to figure out the reason behind it or to at least assume the reason behind it. But I've told that story as, you know, there's a lot of associate pastors who they want, they want the lead pastor role. They, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the solid paycheck and they're looking for more responsibility and they're looking for a church to lead and that sort of thing. And, and when he was asked to do it, he just said, no, you know, because he asked God what to do. That's, that's my point is he humbled himself and asked God what to do.
2: Yeah. And the salary was like real. Yeah. Um And Another thing God has really blessed me with is, you know, my wife has a professional job and I, I, watch, I watch a lot of other pastors. I'm not judging. And I, I actually really appreciate, I look up to them a lot, but there's a certain place as a pastor where when you have to look at your church in such a way that like if, if you're no longer their pastor, you no longer have money to live. Um, thankfully, God has put me in the situation, where I, I don't have to feel that so I can make more independent decisions about what God wants and doesn't want. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I can't use that as a place of, I can't use that as a wielding of power either. Um, I have to be humble with it. So I'm mindful of that, but the dynamic is it does a lot for my soul as a person and as a person that God has called There's there's a little less pressure because my livelihood isn't absolutely dependent on that.
1: Right. Yeah. It's nice to have a, it's nice to have a, a, uh... It's nice to just be the pretty face in a relationship. That's that's what I do. That's, <laughs> that's what I bring to my marriage. My wife yeah. brings home all the money. I bring home the, I just, I'm just i just a pretty face.
2: I'll tell I'll tell Lisa that you call yourself the pretty one.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure she already heard.
2: Yeah, she's <laughs> watching, so.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not going home after this either.
0: She'll <laughs> be sleeping right there in that chair.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Pastor, do so, you ever play any sports in high school? Yeah, I'm a volleyball guy. Yeah? I love volleyball. You didn't play basketball or anything? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, as skinny, people pushed me around. I, I ate as many tasty claire pies as I could. So you played? You played? You played volleyball in high school, or just for fun? Uh, they didn't have a team. We had a church with a gym, so we played there. And then I played in college, oh, and you uh, did. we got beat by some of the best teams on the East Coast. I mean, squashed, beat horribly, horribly beaten. Uh, BU, Boston University, West Point Military Academy. They tromped on us, man. It was great getting like pounded on by the United States military. That was awesome. Where'd (laughs) you go to school? Eastern Nazarene College, Church of 600, uh, College of 600 up in Boston. That's how I can, that's why I can resonate with Sean. I mean, I don't understand or like him, but I mean, I get him. That's understandable. (laughs)
1: Wow. Even the dog chimed in. Whose dog was that?
3: That was mine. Anybody that calls you missionary Pete, I'd hate him too. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Miss, missionary <laughs> Pete it wasn't for I, being in Thailand.
1: I don't know Sean as well as I know you, Pastor, but I like him better.
3: Oh, that's understandable. Yeah.
4: Oh.
5: So, and I was going to tell a nice story, Pete, about you because I think I've known you the longest. I mean, we've known each other, what, 10, 12 years now? Somewhere around there? Yeah, we've known each other for years?
2: I didn't wow. think of it that way.
5: Yeah, I mean, we've known each other for a long time. and I mean, you knew me before I was a Christian, so. Uh, and you had to put up <laughs> with me. So for those who don't know, like before I was a Christian, Pete and I worked together at Lowe's and, uh, I'm going to try and keep my, my wording G for the show, but I was a jerk to <laughs> Peter and, uh, really bad. Like I was really not nice at all. Nice Pete. I like that. Um, and the thing was I hadn't seen Pete in a couple of years and, uh, I was at the lowest point of my life, and I'm going to try this out, getting emotional, but I'm going to break down. I'll tell you right now.
3: Oh, you're going to be the one to cry today because usually it's me.
5: It's it's already happening. So. It's usually me. Um, so, to, and all <laughs>
4: – <gotta, laughs>
5: In all honesty, I, I, I had to be truly honest in this. For somebody that I was so terrible to, Pete was the first person that truly showed me who Jesus was and forgave me and was the, one of the first people there putting his hand out while I was standing on the edge and called me off the edge. And to be that, to be that for me at that point in my life. Uh, I know I give Pete a hard time, but it's because I love him. He's family. Um, some family you're born into and some family you choose. And uh, if Pete called me tomorrow and said he needed a kidney, he'd get both of mine.
4: <laughs>
5: and, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if if I'm honest, the first person that I saw, truly saw Jesus in was Pete. And uh, I don't know that I can ever live up to, to that. It's uh, I, I aspire to be like that, Pete, and and you you've instilled that, man. and that means more than me that I can ever uh, express in words.
2: Praise the Lord, man. Um, yeah. did, did I you... don't know how to take credit for it. I just I don't care if people are mean to me. It, it, you know, it's harder if they have power over me. That's that's hard. You know, where I have to do stuff that they say. But I mean, I don't know. I just I've always had patience with people. I think it's spirit generated. It just, it's inexhaustible because it comes from God and I don't know why. And I have other big failings besides that. I just, for some reason, that's something God gave me. But the thing about Sean is, um, Sean can rant. And I mean, at, at Lowe's, man, he can rant better than any I ever met. Uh, Nobody can cuss like Conroy is what I think we <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the funny, there was a part of me that was a little disappointed when, you know, he became a Christian. and like he was gonna he's gonna stop like ranting at things and uh, to this day i can't wait until he sorts that out like in front like preaching you know and he can like really because there's a thing about a rant that like people like come along with you when you're like talking about something and i know that's something that can be channeled for for god's good in such a powerful way um but i I, i'm being honest with this when i say this shauna i mean it and I know you look at me with that role, like uh, there's a mentor that you never feel like you're gonna live up to. Somewhere along the line, though, I strongly feel like we're we've switched roles. I look up to you, like you wouldn't imagine. Uh, you step into leadership and you just step into the the limelight and you let people watch you in such a profound way. And that is something that I I've always has. I always I'm a backspace guy. You know, I'll I'll type it and then I'll backspace it i write it again, I'll backspace. You type it out, and you put your, and your heart comes out. Because what does it say in the Bible? It says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if truly, if good stuff keeps coming out, and you're not using backspace to all refine it and make it all pretty, but you can't do that every day. You know, you can't fake it every day. That's right. And yeah. you don't.
0: Yep, that's right.
2: Did I you know well, he was
0: going to bring up the Lowe's topic? Because that hat was real convenient. It was, was pretty convenient. convenient. So, so he
2: he the, always he, does. Pastor I got Pete. a pile here. I'm ready for everything.
1: <laughs> so, I got a question though. He do like. He was quick with the Lowe's hat. He puts the Lowe's hat on, but it's not like flat like it like a cool kid, which I wouldn't do either. It's not like a flat brim, but it's not like a curved brim like it. Like the old school cool. It's like old man like slight curve. What's going on with that? That's like grandpa hat right there.
3: That is a Christian curve.
1: That's the Christian curve. <laughs> it's because it's the holiness curve from like 1926.
3: Because, see, that's what leads me to picking on somebody like Pete uh, that Christian curve. They just look like they're in the back of the bus, that people just pick on you on the way. Oh, my, <laughs> because I, <clears throat> my Aunt Bonnie and Uncle Roger, watching me, my Aunt Marcia came on. I don't know if she's still on or not, but um, I picked i I picked on my cousins growing up. they went to Limerick Chapel, whatever it was the Christian Academy there and um my
0: sister went there
3: i um i picked I always always say like they're dorks, they're nerds like but now, when I came to Christ even a couple of years ago, when I left my wife for somebody else, and I was sitting at Valley Forge Baptist my aunt and uncle picked me up and took me to church. I'm sitting there and I'm looking at all these guys that like I knew and stuff and like these, what I would call nerds and like they're walking around with these beautiful women. And they're like, the the, And it wasn't the beauty of the woman. It was these guys knew Christ. They didn't go through all the crap that I did. They yeah. didn't know four or five women that I ha, like, I, I have something to compare to. So like you never feel like you're ever like you, you always have something to compare to. I would give all that up. And I think that's why Christ put me back with Amy. Now I have a love that I've never had for a woman like I did before. And now the worst part is I have to sit here and explain to I don't have to, but I do. People look at me in the church because Amy and I are living in sin. But you have to understand back in biblical times, Amy and I would have kind of been forced to be married. Look at Mary with Joseph. You know, Joseph they Jay. They,
1: Jay, Jay, Jay. Stop where you're at. We got two, we got we got one pastor on the zoom right here. We got another one in training. Bring her in here, get the ring. Let's do this thing.
5: hey tom tom's getting there too you got two in training
1: oh i'm sorry tom i'm sorry tom okay so we got we got one and a half and a half which is two
5: well he's like a quarter like did you watch did you watch rofo tales and how easy i spun
2: him around okay you got (laughs)
1: 1.75 (laughs) pastors let's do
2: this bring her in i I think you know this here's the thing though guys i wrote i wrote a bit bit, bit out of all of you and i I label it uh, you know for the show today here's the thing about about those guys uh beca- because you're 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 making fun of them dave but uh, here's the thing about dave are you ready for this yeah here's the thing about dave dave will he, he makes the most impassioned uh convicted choices that you have ever heard in your life and uh, he is absolutely with absolute certainty and there's Curtis with me too no he's not gonna oh, he's yeah gonna, curtis is any on any other way until all of a sudden he like changes his mind and he wants you to just forget about like the <laughs> I <laughs> Have examples because you told me you wanted to be a pastor. There's there's like four pastors that I'm st- I'm talking. There's Dave's four, fighting. not three point, not even three point five. Dave said this. Oh, are you Dave's, listening?
3: Dave's fighting. Dave's Dave was only ever gonna up.
2: buy one more Toyota truck. I saw it. It was red, and uh, he sold it in two weeks. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> and he and he's fixing the one that the tree fell through. Well, that's
1: uh, right.
4: I, yeah, that... <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm having some audio. I'm I am having some audio problems here. Uh, uh, problems. <laughs> Actually, you know what, Sean, let me, let me back, let me back you up here because um, I do have a story myself that I was going to bring up a little bit similar right. to yours and talk about impassion, please. Uh, so I'm a small business owner and uh, you know, so that's sort of what I'm doing now. But uh, pastor is, as, as, as far as if God ever calls me into the ministry,
3: He's calling uh, you.
1: I feel like it would. Well, you're not God. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't know what he looks like.
3: I said he's calling you, not Very I'm calling Mike you. Work.
1: <laughs> but if it, yeah, I think it, it'll be. It might be as a second career or something like that. But um, I like the, the the financial independence version of being a minister, where uh, I don't have to get pushed around. But that's for another day. So I have a story about how I have. Um, always struggled with a little bit of depression and a little bit of mania that comes with it. And occasionally when I don't even realize how far I've sunk down below the normal line until I've gone off on somebody. And I did that once to a really good friend of mine. His name was Pastor Pete. And it wasn't actually so long ago. It was about, what, a year and a half ago, a year ago, something like this.
2: That was a rough two weeks. That, it really was.
1: That was, uh, that it was, was a hard it was time. And I'll tell you, I didn't realize that I was being unreasonable until I snapped snapped out of the mental space that I was in. But when I snapped out of it, Sean, I realized that I'd probably put him through in about a week and a half, two weeks. I probably put him through as much as you did the whole time you knew him uh, before you were a Christian. And you know what this man did when I apologized to him? He forgave me. And that's, and not only, not only did that, change our relationship, which was a little, you know, eggshelly for a while there while I came out of that. But not only did that change our relationship where I realized that this guy not only, A, was not going to be pushed around, but B, was not going to give it back either. He was He was going to, you know, be firm. He's going to love you the whole time. And the third thing that I realized was I actually saw what a leader of a church was supposed to look like somebody who stood firm in his convictions didn't raise his voice, but instead just kind of kept shutting you down as you were, you know, the more ramped up you got. And I got to say like as much, as much stuff as I was looking to pile on him tonight. And, and I, as much as I enjoy ragging on him, I really do appreciate this guy we have on right now. Thanks Dave. Uh, Nobody cares what you think.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing about Dave though. Uh, one of the most generous people you ever met. He never does it to uh, manipulate anybody or anything. I know so many people. If 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 that kind of generosity comes with mania, I'll stick. I'll I'll I'll, buy, I'll abide it. It's all right. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, that's the thing. People come as complex animals. You get there
1: is no black and white. There is no, no you black. You get the and whole white. person. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what you don't realize that, 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 that the more mature and, and Pastor Pete has helped me with a lot of this of realizing there is no person that is just what they are. Everybody, everybody has different faces, different phases, different seasons. And, uh, you have to, there's a lot of complexity to the human nature. Right? See, I'm waiting to
2: see what Tom's chink is like see, in, in Tom's chink of the armor. Cause, cause the thing about Tom is like, uh, this guy, Tom Rivera, uh, he, uh, I have personally uh, sat there and and been witness to him volunteering for pretty much every job that comes up. (laughs) 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 And it's like a homeless shelter in Pottstown, Phoenixville, Rose Ford. He's going to Bible college. He's going to join our church. He's going to. And the funny thing is he keeps like doing it. He keeps like actually like, I've never seen that before. I've, I've definitely seen the person who like volunteers for everything, but I've never seen the person who like, like, then actually does it. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's all God. He has a wife.
0: God gives me the strength to do all that. He's <laughs> he has
3: a wife pushing him.
2: What's that? He I mean, has he a, a wife pushing hard. him. That's okay. Yeah. Like, he loves you more than what you're
3: doing. But He's blessed with a wife. that I, I'm, so, I'm so blessed that they, knowing Tom. And I, right before Pete was ready to say that, I, I love it that Pete invited me to meet Sean. And then seeing Sean walk in with a Harley shirt and his, uh, and his tattoos, and we hit. And then with Tom, I, I'm sitting there talking to Tom, listening to what Pete told me a year ago. Pete told me, slow down, slow down. You're, you're eating it all up. And then I meet Tom, and I'm like, Tom, you got to slow down. But Tom's going 100, 120 miles an hour. I felt like I was going 100. I'm looking at Tom going 120. I'm like, yo, dude, listen. You got to slow down. Pete's going to tell you. Pete's to say it out. Like, but Tom's still doing it. But he has backing. He has Go people that help him. It's awesome. I'm blessed to be with
2: you guys. Yeah,
1: yeah but he's well, probably well. – he, Tom's probably got some pretty nasty, evil stuff going on when we're not looking. Though, like, I, I, what is I, it? You just I'm run just red, red the lights and point
2: just, in the hair. I mean, that's... I
1: think he's just running over pedestrians when nobody's looking. I think. <laughs>
2: oh,
3: the- amen, Betty. Betty said he's his dad, and I'll tell you what. I have to say one thing for Tom. It's the inviting his tongue. I don't know his dad, but I went through Liberty Ministries. Thank God for Liberty Ministries, and we're gonna hopefully one day have Jose Cruz on here who went through it. And hopefully, maybe Pete can get Hal, who runs it with us. Tom's dad was a blessing to Liberty Ministries. That's all I've ever heard. Steve Polloway, who now goes to our church, still helps, and so does Debbie Polloway. God bless them. Liberty Ministries is a blessing, and Tom's dad was one of those blessings if it wasn't for Liberty Ministries dragging me through the muck, helping me pull out, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here with Pete. I wouldn't be here with you guys. I wouldn't be a prodigal son. And um, thank God for people like Tom's dad.
2: Yeah. Uh, the thing about, you know, I, this is something I want to talk about tonight, though. It's not just Tom, but it's something I think, you know, Tom had a pastor's dad, right? It was you had a pastor's dad. My dad wasn't a
0: pastor. No. Mm-mm.
2: Oh, he was just uh, kind of an in-your-face with his faith. Yeah, kind of very. Yeah,
0: he was a missionary. Just very. He wore Christianity. You didn't. He, he, you didn't. There's no way you met my dad and he didn't tell you he was a Christian. Started so telling you about Jesus right away. He
3: yeah, worked with Edwin also. To you then too. He worked with Edwin also, Pete. <clears throat> yeah, I remember that. Uh, at the prison, seeing them tears of Edwin's face when he met Tom Rivera, the third at the church. It was an amazing feeling when Edwin came out and hugged me and thanked me for introducing, like just putting those two. They he, he yeah. said he
2: was just prayed for him two weeks before that. All right, so here's here's a question for discussion. Uh, so how do you how do you keep it in? And that's one of the things that that these guys they don't realize is they're the ones always talking. I just, all I do is that. And they just, they blab at me for an hour and they think that, you know, I've done them some good. Uh, but I, my question for you is, you know, like y- y'all came out of faith that came out of like, you know, whatever, h- how do you keep it in mind? What people who don't believe in God or have faith in God, how they're feeling or looking at life? H- how do you do that? Like intentionally in your, in your day to day, like you meet somebody and you're not going to automatically judge them for not having faith, but you're trying to look at it from their perspective. Like what? How do you keep their heart in your mind? I don't know, it's, that's the question.
0: Go ahead, Tom. Think, I'm thinking.
1: Mm-hmm. I think uh, for me, that answer would be different uh, every few years upon my spiritual journey. And I think right now it's in a pretty healthy place, but I have to admit in years past, it, it wouldn't have been because I, I always, I think it's natural to compare people to yourself. And I always make this analogy, how fast is too fast on the highway? It's somebody who passes you, and how fast is too slow? It's somebody that you pass, and so you're always, uh, yeah. no matter what season you're in, you're always comparing people to yourself. That's sort of the way we're made. And the one thing that God has kind of showed me over and keeps reminding me over the past several years is that people just get them, get them. It's like God is like God telling you, get them closer to me first. Get them closer to me first. Get them get him into a relationship with me. And then we can change all the little things.
4: I'll mm-hmm. take
1: care of all the little things. Make sure you don't screw up the big things. Is and, and I do. I mean, I'm prone to screw up the big things. You know, that's So that's sort of a fight for me is to make sure that I'm modeling well and bringing people into the boat rather than judging them for not swimming hard enough.
3: Go ahead, Tom.
0: It's, it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, and I'm glad Pastor Pete was the one who asked the question. It's just, it's a hard question for me to answer without spilling a little bit of my, uh,
1: my don't, you do it. It. You, don't you do it. Don't
0: you do it. there's so many things that I want to say, but I'm just like, man, I really should hold off on that. Well, let's talk you know, about another take guy. on all those attentive. assumptions
2: as a Christian. So you just becomes like, I mean, uh, your hold lens. So how do you keep other people, how they're approaching life in mind?
0: I mean, for me, I just basically, it's it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's exactly what Dave said, in my opinion. I mean, I I I, I walked away from God so long ago that I had so many different experiences that the chances of me meeting somebody that's not going through something that I went through is pretty true. Pretty, that's awesome. Pretty small. So I'm able, and now I understand why I went through all those horrible things, and a lot of them I put myself into it, but now I'm able to help people because not only do I have God on my side, but I also was there, been there, done that. I, I, I've been through those trenches on the other side and now I'm still in the trenches, but helping the people that are on the other side where I was at
4: before.
1: I like the way you said that, Tom. I like the way you said that. And that sort of reminds me of what pastor Kerry said last week about how we're uh, religion is climbing up the rungs of the ladder of your own self righteousness. That's been ringing through my head for, well, uh, since he said, it. um, but that's sort of what I was. I, I, have been through almost everything that I'll meet somebody who's the sin that they're in. I've been, I've been through it all, but sort of like when I got saved for real, I started climbing that ladder of my own self-righteousness and that's why every, it feels like God keeps knocking me down, which is good. Cause I think I'm almost off that ladder of my own self-righteousness. I'm probably not, but you know, I'm probably like one or two rungs up and I just keep getting knocked back down.
3: So I feel like when I, when I came out of jail, I talked to my uncle Roger and I said, I wanted to like know how to speak to people and stuff like that. And then now I I had actually gone back to jail. And what I did was we had a little four by four shelf of Bibles and I started noticing so many men, not, they would take that Bible and they put it back when they left so I started grabbing the Bibles, and I would start speaking to people. And I, I can never remember the verses, the chapters, or any of that, but I would start speaking to these men. And when I – I know it might sound awful, but when, when I felt that they were ready to listen, I would give them a Bible. And you didn't understand how many people would take that Bible and let it start reading. They even have a Catholic Bible in jail and whatever that it's a little different. And it, it did work for me. Cause I had two guys in there that read that. Um, But one kid walked up to me, he was 18 years old and he walked up to me. I'll never forget. that my uncle Roger that day, this kid walked up to me and he says, thank God that I have somebody like you that knows the Bible, knows how to teach me. I, <laughs> I told him, my Uncle Roger, like, I don't know nothing about the Bible, but the Lord put it in my heart to share with this guy, and I understood enough to make that man have seed in his ear, and just and just the other day, I got to share with Tom and Mark, we just plant the seed. God takes it over after that, and so many people, like, I have wanted to get off Facebook so many times, and I just sit there. And every time I'm about ready to get off of Facebook, I have people text me and say that I keep getting them going by planting a seed or the the things that I post. Every time I want to get off, I just have a a text message saying, Jason, thank you. You keep me going.
2: And that's the beauty of it because it's, uh, you know, and the trick of it with people, you know, it's just the way they view God and faith and everything has to do with guilt and shame. And so, how do you, how do you, teach them about a relationship with a God that's already released them from guilt and shame, where that's not an issue anymore, where he took that into himself. And so all you're saying, you know, I think Paul even said, not that I've already obtained, obtained all this. Like I didn't, there is no ladder. There is no ladder. Like literally, you know, just, I press on, um, you know, for the prize for which Christ has raised me heavenward. Like I just, press into God's relationship and, and just inspire people along the way to take steps to develop themselves and just in that relationship. And what I'm learning here, just from listening to you guys is, you know, what comes so naturally to you about relating to people is again, as an older brother, it's something I have to put effort into. You guys are on it.
3: I'm so proud of Dave. Dave sat here and you guys said about these pastor's, Dave's got something coming. I don't know what it is, and I, I I see him smiling now, like him him relaxing away from work and doing things. And I know Pastor Pete, you guys were picking on saying that he's being nice to me and his choices. Dave, you've got something coming. I can't imagine what it is.
1: This is like, my last week at work, man. And I'll tell you what, I'm planning on coming back in three months. You keep telling me
3: something else is coming, and it, it's it. There's something to the Lord, and you it's just great. said it like, and, and Pastor Pete. Is what you say. It. What Pastor <laughs> What Pastor Pete just said about the rungs on a ladder is what the Lord. Because I already I didn't get to say it earlier to you, as you said about the rungs on a the ladder. There's no rungs, brother. There's There's no such thing as a rung on a ladder except for the ones we're walking on. We're not walking on anything. But we're walking in faith. There's no rung of a ladder. Jacob's ladder was just a dream. It's just something that you have to know that it's faith. And the Lord has something for you, Dave. You just have to pray on it. I, I wish I I wish I wish knew what it was. And I don't, but I think you do. I think you do. And I think you need to step up to it. And Tom, I see his hairdo and stuff. Tom's already following his lead because he has his lovely wife following. I know. And, and Sean, Sean's already in that role. And we thank God we have Pastor Pete. And um, Dave, you got – there's something there for you, brother. And I know it. I know it's there.
1: Well, before we end, uh, I'm not trying to change the subject even though I'm trying to change the subject. <laughs> but before we end tonight, I did have one final question I wanted to get in for for, for the pastor here. Uh, pastor, you you were a missionary overseas and you were also uh, have been a pastor for a few years now in, you know, First World Nation. What are what do you see as kind of the differences for people coming to know Christ? Do you, do you see bigger borders around people's spiritual life here? Or do you see bigger uh, obstacles towards getting to know Christ in, in, in other worlds where the religions are, and backgrounds are different? What 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 do you see as differences?
2: Hi. Samcon. Ma. Nai. Nai. Rom. Rao. T Rao. Putin. That's, what, uh, I that's what I thought. I knew that's what you were going to say. These three Thai people uh, showed up and uh, I, I was able to say hi to them and stuff. And that was cool. Uh, one thing about Thai Christians is just, you know, they have such a strong identity in, in Christ, you know, their churches, you know, there's a bunch of small churches over there. They're, they're 20 people. They're probably always going to be 20 people and they're probably always going to be the same 20 people, but that doesn't bother them at all. Like they just live out their faith in, in Christ. Uh, so it's hard over there for that reason. Cause like, you know, this whole idea that your church is going to grow and get bigger. No, they just kind of build an influence where people can come in and they can have an influence. They can teach them about the Lord and Jesus what he wants for them. And then you, they usually go out and it uh, ev- everywhere is hard. Everywhere is hard because, you know, I, I think it also says in Philippians three, it says, you know, they hate Christ's cross and everybody hates Christ's cross. This idea that, um, and that's not to say that like they hate Christ. That's the idea that people think they can, they'll reach the full expression of their humanity without sacrificing anything. Hmm. You know, that you actually do find a full expression of yourself is when you give your, your life to other people and actually let others have power over you and uh, live in freedom and, 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 and loving relationships. Uh, There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's right there and that's a global issue. And one thing I believe about God is if, if God is the God of us and Christianity culture and stuff, He's the God of the whole world, and everybody is fighting that internal battle of whether they're going to make gods their own stomach, which is what that says in Philippians, or whether they're going to embrace the cross and give up themselves for something better, which is truly togetherness, because you can't have togetherness without sacrificing something. That's what Christ is trying to tell you, trying to tell me, you know, you can't be superficial and be together. You can't get what you want all the time and be together together. Like you have to give it up. You have to give up yourself and trust another person to do that. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in a loving relationship. It's not rocket science, but it is like, you can't achieve it any other way. You, you have to give up yourself. You have to be renewed inside and made ready for the kind of relationship that Christ wants you in with him and his people. Like it's not hocus pocus of like accepting Jesus as your savior. It's like changing the way that you are to model and pattern yourself after Christ to become like him so that you fit in with him and you fit in with his people. It's very practical and God will make you ready for it. And he does all the work. But if you're not willing to abide in it and give up your own desires and and plans to enjoy life according to your own ways and standards, you can't change and the world can't change. And that's the big problem. And God is working on changing that one by one, prodigal son by prodigal son. That's who he is and uh you know the promise says he's he's not um he's coming soon that's the promise another one he says is you know what you will inherit the earth that's a promise the meek that promise is made to us that you will inherit the earth not the people who strive to control it um man i could go on sorry i just started oh, we
0: should. now no, that's cool that's you good. just wrote my paper for tonight nice, <laughs> nice. I'm just gonna play it back and copy it <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, it's funny because that's what Tom and I have been talking about for yeah. the last couple of days because he's in spiritual formation. And that was my favorite class. I took that two classes ago. And it changed everything about me as a Christian. Like what you were saying, like the relationship there, but growing into where God has got you like being ready to accept what he's already prepared and changing oh, and man. growing. And that's changed my whole everything. Like yeah, it's, yeah. Um, when you asked about, you know, how, how would we look at new Christians and stuff? Like my answer would have been totally different before I took that class like I was like I w- I want to shove it down people's throat because they're missing out on something and now I have this new appreciation for listening that I never had before and I, I got that from taking the class and and God revealing that to me so being able to change and just being prepared to accept what God has has got ready for us is just being it's just amazing like I said it's life-changing and it's just you hit the
0: nail on the head with that, piece. Oh, what a way. What a, That's awesome. That's so awesome that you said all that. That's exactly what I've been reading all day today.
3: <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, you guys pick on me for talking a lot. I used to talk a 100 times more. <laughs> I actually <laughs> used to. Not possible. That's then only ta-
0: because he's with it, other people that talk is, a lot, so we cut him off. Is that I, why they locked you
1: up because you just wouldn't stop?
3: Yeah, imagine a poor guy that was stuck with me 24 hours a day. <laughs>
1: Cause I was locked up for 21 of those 24 really bad. I hope but, he did something really bad to deserve that.
3: I finally came to the, the listening. I used to never shut up and I was always yelling. That was the worst part is I never talked to people. I, I think yelled. you
1: listen more in the morning. I think you talk more in the afternoon.
3: I'm usually in bed by five because I'm to, to, so talked out. <laughs> Tom picks on me because of it.
0: Master Pete, what's your favorite book?
2: Ooh. I don't know. That's a hard one. The Bible. Uh, I, I should know. already? Blah, blah.
1: blah. Which one, one already came to your head? One of them came to your head. What
2: is it? That's the opposite. Uh, Mere Christianity. C.S. Great Divorce is my favorite book. The Great Divorce is my favorite book. C.S. Lewis.
1: If you could pick one temperature to be on your thermostat forever, what would it be?
2: 71.
1: Yes! I was going to say that! Oh, I should have said it.
3: Oh, that here it goes brown news.
1: That's a solid temperature. 68. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming on with us. We really do enjoy it. I don't. I feel like this won't be the last time that we have you on.
2: I'm disappointed. Uh, I was queued up with this with this whole picture.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow! Nice. nice. Okay.
1: Well, maybe the next time we have you on, we could do a little boxing. And Pastor Pete has some sort of family boxing deal going on behind him.
2: Right no, they're now. nerds, and it's representative Not, of you. It'll, it'll oh, you had to thing. say nerds. Right-
0: uh, next
3: time he had we to get say nerds.
0: Pete, we have him in the studio, so he'll be within <laughs> distance. We'll, yeah. set up, we'll set up the wrestling wing. It'll be a 4-1
5: match.
3: We'll see how well that goes. <laughs> he had to say nerds right before I was going to say it looks like John Clark is the father back there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Pete.
5: John, that's hey, not that's everybody's thought.
3: That's,
5: that's not everybody's thought, John. That's just Pete, That's just Jason's thought. No, that's
3: Pete said the nerd thing. I would say it looked like his dad. Jeez.
1: Thanks. <laughs> All right, Sean, why don't you close this out here? All right, let me run around the room.
5: I think I got everybody. Any last minute prayer requests, go ahead and throw them up on the screen real quick. Tom, what do you got for
0: me? Uh, I don't know if you wrote, I wrote up there. I just I just wanna I just wanna keep marking my prayer and his new walk with Jesus Christ, man. I oh think, yeah. yeah. Want to keep them hungry and 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 that's what I want to pray for today.
5: Uh, Jay, I think I know where you got, but what
0: else you got besides your dad, brother? I already got
5: him on my on mine anyway.
3: I just want to. I actually want to pray for my kids because you know this is a grandparent that other than my mom's husband just passed away. This is like the real. not the Don wasn't real. Um, this is another grandparent they're losing that they might not even be able to say goodbye to. So I would like my family that's all this pandemic and not being able to say goodbye. Absolutely. Gotcha. Dave, what do you got?
1: I want to pray for a guy um, that uh, we don't even know his name, but Tom and I are going to try to reach out to somebody um, that God has put on our heart and we don't know his name, but we know there's some probably some mental issues, some, some issues going on there. So we'll just pray for him.
0: Uh, We're going to call him Dunkin' Donuts guy. Actually, he moved. He's now more closer to the uh, – it used to be the Lakeside Inn. I don't know what it's called anymore. It's uh, – what's that place? It's not the Lakeside Inn. Claire, what did so, I propose to you at? Wow. You used to admit that on live? Copperfields. Yeah. Copperfields. Claire, what I propose to you at? I think was, was Copperfields. Yeah, Copperfield. That's where it was. It's probably Dunkin' Co- Donuts. Copperfields. He <laughs> sits in front of Copperfield now
1: yeah it's a it's a guy it's a guy in our area who has who has some issues He's, but we're oh. gonna try to catch up with him all
5: right tom i'm gonna add to the prayer list that claire does not leave your home tonight and divorce you after saying that out loud. <laughs> wait you're gonna add on the on the on the she just put copperfield <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> add on the prayer list why that your your wife does not leave you after forgetting when you proposed <laughs> to her <at. laughs>
0: i gotta go give her a kiss when the show's over you,
2: you, don't, you only it. want to pray prayers that you know are, that are possible
1: I was just hoping that her answer was going to be Dunkin' Donuts drive-through.
5: Listen, <laughs> listen nothing, hoping. nothing is impossible with God, Pete. Let's hope he's with. <laughs> let's hope he's with Tom tonight.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Keeping him warm. All right, Pete. You got any prayer requests for us tonight? I do. Yeah. I mean, Jason, you're you're close to losing a parent. I just want to just say it. My heart is with you as you pass, sir. Um, there's a, I've thought about this prayer quest. I have a, there's a couple that I, that I married that are trying to have a a baby and uh, they've had some difficulty with that. And they would save that child. You know, uh, they would make sure that child knew about the Lord their whole life long. So I just really want to, I would love for the Lord to answer their prayer for, for a, for a child. Praying for a child. All right.
5: All right. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, as always, we just want to thank you. We are so humble by the time you give us together. This is just an amazing thing that you brought together, Lord. We are just totally and amazingly thankful for this.
4: Yeah. Right
5: now, Lord, we have some prayers for you that we know you know, but we want to bring them to you anyway. Lord, Lord We're going to pray prayers. for Jay's dad tonight. Uh, we don't know what you have in mind for that, but we know that you're with him, and we know that you're with the family, the grandkids, Jason, uh, Jason's uh, stepmom, all everybody involved. Lord, just help bring them through that together. Lord, we want to pray for our soldiers, those uh, abroad, those being ready to be deployed, um, those that we've lost because here we are serving just after Memorial Day um, and we've had plenty that have served over the years that deserve our thanks. But well, we know they're with you, Lord. I also want to pray for our leaders. Pray that this country finds its way back to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. We've lost our way.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Change the atmosphere.
5: Lord, we know Carl has got an unspoken prayer. Lord, we know that you know what that is. We know that you will answer that in your time. You'll make those things happen. Lord, for all those coming to know you, mm. for all those that are just having their eyes open to the wonder and amazement in who you are, and feeling your love for the first time, Lord. You know, we especially think of Mark because he's close to us. But Lord, help Help them see what we see in you. Help them see the world as you see the world. Because it's far better than anything we've ever noticed or seen before. Mm-hmm. In the memory of Tom's dad, we want to pray for Guatemala because it was so close to his heart. Mm-hmm. Amen. We want to pray that the gentleman that Tom and Dave have on their heart, Lord, that you've put on their heart, they find a way to connect.
4: Yes, Lord.
5: To see where he's at. Yes. And this, Lord, whatever he's going through, that you would be in that, and you would make the timing right, that that would become a possibility that they could meet this gentleman and get to in, through to him. And Lord, for the unborn baby that you know better than we know, for the plan that you have. Would you put that in motion?
2: Yes, Lord. Come
5: through. The best way that you know how, Lord, because we know that you know better than anything we know. Yes, Lord. And would you give patience and wisdom and guidance through all of this, Lord? Lord, every day is a new gift. You paint a beautiful canvas every morning just for me. Just for Tom, just for Jason, just for Pete, just yeah. for Dave, just for everybody listening, just for the world to see just how amazing you are and how loved we are by you. New mercies every when day. we slow down for just a minute and appreciate the love that you have for us. Because I think sometimes, even in the midst of what we're going through right now, we still miss the point. Mm. That the relationship between you and us is the most important thing because you give us a beautiful gift every mm. single day. Amen. Let us all be more thankful in that word. Mm. Amen. Lord, let our hearts desire to be closer to you. Mm. We ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. amen. Um, so next week, next week, we're going to be talking about addiction. Um, so join us for that. Um, and then the following week after that, Lord willing, Lord willing, we are trying to get back to the studio on June 9th to, uh, to do our show from there. So keep that in your prayers, please. Um, cause we've
3: doing my testimony
0: we be doing Jason's testimony when we get back to the studio, yes. By the way, I can't
2: wait to see you guys sweat in that room.
0: <laughs> Why, there's no air conditioning at the church? I don't think so. There oh. will be. Oh, there will be. Guess
3: what I have? A portable air conditioner, the stand-up one, sitting in my truck right now. Thank you, Pete, for keeping me, to remind me to keep that for us out of the air conditioner. Thanks for the free electric piss. No, no, No cutting holes in my door. <laughs> You yeah, yeah, we don't well, need to. There's no cutting holes. <laughs> it's do one up. of the stand-up ones that actually doesn't need no – uh, uh yeah,
1: you still it. need an exhaust. We'll figure something out. Oh, we'll, I have the
3: we'll hose. I have this the hose.
1: We'll knock a hole in something because because we'll put it right
3: out. We'll put it right out the door.
1: This man will do it. a lot on of things be funny. A Yeah. Listen, We'll just vent it right
5: up into Pete's office. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't, don't ah. let
0: Pastor Pete touch it though, because you'll drop it. So just oh. Oh, oh, oh. or he'll
5: take or he'll take it for another use in the church somewhere.
1: I heard oh, uh, uh, Pete needs an air conditioner. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think on. one of his oh, fell or something. Yeah,
3: all props. Though. Oh. All, all props. that he helped other people because he had an extra? Because I got- would. I
1: would have paid a thousand. I would have donated a thousand bucks to the church to be standing outside there at a I safe distance.
2: No, a safe I want distance. I want thousand dollars to be under it.
1: I give you five hundred, <laughs> and you can drop it on me. I, I would have loved to be outside Mister. and
3: watch that thing come out the window. You know, see Hobby Gilmore? Mr.
4: Mister, Mr. Mister.
0: <laughs> <I would've, did, laughs> Pastor Pete, did you start laughing when it happened? Oh, no. Oh, immediately. <laughs> I would have I I tried to
1: be mad about it. I think I would have started cracking up yeah. immediately. Yeah.
3: He was he was laughing then, but he wasn't laughing when his wife looked at him funny. Ah, she didn't care.
4: Yeah, <laughs> she she didn't care. She, the church was is air conditioner. That, she
1: was surprised hey, listen, so- that the rest of
2: them hadn't fallen out. Hey, two, two things quick. Uh, somebody had an air conditioner at my house like the next day. Like, it wasn't me. I'm, uh, so, and- I'm
1: so mad that somebody beat me to that.
2: And the second thing is when we went, uh, we went to Beth Ann's flowers to, to do like a small business thing, she couldn't help raving. People are doing like awesome stuff for each other, They're sending each other flowers for no reason now. People are, are just awesome right now. That's cool.
0: And just a little plug for Riffsters, June 6th, opening back up, 2 p.m., come eat some ice cream. Amen to that. I'm going to be there at 2 o'clock online to eat ice cream,
1: and then I'm going to get back in line and back in line and back in line. Give us the time and date one more time.
0: 2 p.m., Saturday, June 6th. Come come and celebrate.
1: Riffsters ice cream near?
0: 250 East High Street. There you go. Uh, Guys, God bless. Guys, hold on for five minutes. Don't try to get off real quick. Give me five minutes.
2: You guys that are watching
0: from home, God bless. Thanks for coming on. Hey, guys. We love you all.
2: That's peace.